Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. What is going on, sports fans? Welcome to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge on this Friday. I am ready for the weekend. We've got a great show for you. Going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings holding on to defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday night football to keep their playoff chances alive. We had a major upset in college basketball last night, and we have a bunch of high school basketball games tonight. I'm going to have my high school basketball preview show, so stick around. You don't want to miss it. Last night in the National Football League, the Minnesota Vikings defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 36-28. to Kirk Cousins did not have a great game. He threw two picks. Welcome back, Dalvin Cook. If you had him on your fantasy team, you had a great day. 27 carries for 205 yards and two touchdowns. I tell you, I actually thought that Minnesota was going to run away with this game, up 29-0, and Pittsburgh came all the way back to cut it to nine. Kirk Cousins threw a 62-yard pass to K.J. Osborne, and there's your ball game right there. The Pittsburgh Steelers danger of having Mike Tomlin's first losing season. The the Steelers did have a chance to win the game at the end. They were on the 12-yard line, but Ben Roethlisberger could not get the pass completed. They had a chance to tie the game with a two-point conversion because they were down by eight. It was still a one-possession game toward the end of the game, but these Thursday night games, they're tricky. I mean, some of them are great. Some of them are snooze fests. This was kind of in the middle. It was nice to see. Over in the NBA, the woeful Lakers lose to the shorthanded Memphis Grizzlies, 108-95. No John Morant. Jaron Jackson had 25 points for the Grizzlies, which are 15-11. and 11. I can't believe the Grizzlies are doing this without John Morant. The Lakers, well, they're not a very good team. LeBron will have to carry them to beat the Detroit Pistons or the Indiana Pacers. Look, the Lakers are 13-13, and and they're beating up on bad teams. They cannot beat the really good teams. The Lakers are really bad. You cannot rely on LeBron flipping the switch in the playoffs. It doesn't work like that, especially for somebody that's about to turn 37 years old. LeBron James, I know he's 37 years old. He cannot carry this team by himself. Anthony Davis, who's in his prime, needs to step up. He's a superstar. He's one of the top five players in the NBA. Anthony Davis needs to carry this team, and this team needs to rely on Anthony Davis. Russell Westbrook, you have no idea what you're going to get per night. He is a minutes eater. He'll put up good stats, but when we get into the playoff time, are you really going to rely on Russell Westbrook? He was brought over to the Lakers for a reason, to give LeBron a break as far as the minutes goes. Well, the Atlanta Hawks are back in action. Seems like they've had a week off. They're back in action tonight against the Brooklyn Nets at State Farm Arena. The Nets are in first place in the Eastern Conference, and the Atlanta Hawks are 13-12. and 12. That's a test for the shorthanded Hawks to see if they can get the victory over the Nets. 
That's a team more than likely they will face in the playoffs. But their main pieces, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, Agnenka, Akongru, they're all out for the Hawks. That game's going to be on ESPN. A very interesting game. We had a major upset in college basketball last night as Rutgers took down the number one team in the country, 70-68 to over Purdue. Well, that didn't last very long. Purdue reaches number one for the first time in their program's history. Really? First time in the program's history? You're trying to tell me that that 1993 team that got a number one seed led by Glenn Robinson was never ranked number one? Had some rivalry games, Iowa State beating Iowa. Seton Hall beats number seven, Texas. I've always been a fan of Seton Hall, especially reaching the NCAA tournament all the way in 1989. They had great players led by Terry DeHare. Seton Hall has always been a very good program in the Big East. Another underrated 30 for 30 documentary, Requiem for the Big East. A great documentary talking about the Big East with Georgetown, Syracuse, St. John's. The Big East dominated college basketball in the 1980s, and Seton Hall was one of those teams that was up and coming, led by P.J. Carlissimo. They reached the NCAA championship game in 1989 against the Michigan Wolverines. Looking at this weekend of college basketball, because we always have pretty intriguing games this weekend, and I will get more into detail. Not a whole lot on the slate for Friday. You don't really have a whole lot of Friday games. You got Murray State taking on Memphis. Yeah, I'm a Memphis fan. I'm going to give them some love. But Saturday, we got Wisconsin taking on Ohio State. That's going to be on the Big Ten Network. Nebraska is taking on Auburn. Okay, I'll I'll give you that. Arkansas taking on Oklahoma. A preview of what's to come in the SEC. Because remember, Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC for basketball too. Just to let you know. Voorhees is taking on Kennesaw State. That is going to be in, in Kennesaw State. Uh, two local teams in Georgia. Georgia Southern taking on Mercer. That game's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Drake. Love the Drake. Taking on Clemson. Uh, my favorite team growing up as a kid. UNLV taking on Hartford. I would love to see the UNLV running Rebels back to their national prominence. Fresh off a loss to Georgia. Jacksonville take on UNC Wilmington. You got Missouri taking on Kansas. Old Big 12 rivals going at it. UConn, after losing this week, they're still 15th in the rankings. They are going to take on St. Bonaventure. I tell you, when it comes tournament time, and I'm actually talking college basketball on my show in November and December, you're going to want to go back to these shows when you're filling out your bracket. I'm not kidding. I'm the only show that's talking college basketball regular season right now. So that's something to think about. And a big one, Houston taking on Alabama. Houston's ranked 14th. Alabama is ranked ninth it is that time of the show starting on fridays i'll touch up on some of the scores for high school basketball fridays is going to be majority of your high school basketball games and as many of you know i'm the pa announcer for russell county high basketball and they have a big one tonight against smith station that game will actually be on beam 7 tv your local cable channel in east alabama and you can watch it on YouTube. Russell County comes into this contest 5-3, and three, taking on the Smith Station Panthers, who are 9-1. and one. And then Russell County has to turn around and host Eufaula tomorrow. 
And that game will be tomorrow, and that's the first Region 4 game. And Eufaula is 8-1. and one. So a very tough test, the next two contests for the Russell County Warriors. Starting with the Auburn Tigers. The Auburn Tigers are 8-3. and three. They are taking on Loa Chapoka, who is 6-3 and three on the season. We have Central taking on Opelika. Central is 7-6 and six on the season. Opelika is 1-3. and three. They haven't really played a whole lot of games. The Bulldogs up there in Opelika. You got Beauregard taking on Wetumpka. Beauregard is 0-8 on the season. Wetumpka is 5-4 on the season. You have two big rivals going at it up near I-85. You have Valley taking on Lafayette. Two really good programs. Valley is 4-2 on the season, and Lafayette is 2-2 two two on the season. Across the river on the other side in Georgia, you got the Grangers from LaGrange taking on Harris County. This is a rivalry game. Grangers are 3-0 on the season, and Harris County is 3-1. I work up in LaGrange. I go running at Granger Park right across the street from LaGrange High School, and they built a state-of-the-art gymnasium, which looks incredible i'm gonna have to get in touch with the grangers play-by-play announcer for football i'm gonna see if he actually does basketball that'd be somebody good to network with troop county 0-1 on the season they haven't really played many games this season taking on herd county who's three and four north side is off to a great start the patriots that 5a program in north columbus five and one on the season they will take on northgate that is one and five St. Ampicelli, they've only got one game all season. They only got one game so far. 1-0 on the season, taking on Dodge County, who is 2-0 on the season. Carver's got the night off. They are not having a great not having a great season this year. 0-3, they lost to Kendrick, 77-71 on Tuesday. And they don't play until next week when they take on Shaw. Shaw suffered a defeat to Central over... Um, this past Tuesday. So they're not playing until next next week. And then finally, Hardaway, 0-3 on the season, taking on Brookstone, 2-4. and four. I love seeing these small schools taking on the bigger schools. And then some of these programs from Alabama going across the river to take on these teams from Georgia. I know we got Opelika that will go over and they will play Callaway. Russell County actually is going to play Harris County, Carver, Spencer. They're, they're going to match up again. I, I know that they got some tournaments coming up, but that is always fun. I'm really excited to see high school basketball. And not to mention, we do have the girls, too. Then They play they play uh, three games. Like they play the JV, they play the girls, and they play the guys. And I'll try to make sure to give some uh, scores from the girls' games as well. What I'd like to do tonight is to try to update the scores. So if you have a maxpreps.com account, and if you're at the basketball game, please, I ask you to update the score so I can mention it during the game. That would be amazing if you can do that. All right, on a sad note, we want us we want to pay special tribute to former Georgia Tech wide receiver, former Denver Broncos wide receiver, Demarius Thomas who passed away, and, you know, I, he's a local kid from Georgia Tech. He was 33 years old. It, it was shocking. I mean, th- this is a sports story that just has to be 
recognized because he was a very good wide receiver for Georgia Tech. And it's very important that we remember his life. He went to West Lawrence High School in Dexter, played college football at Georgia Tech. He was drafted number one the first round. He was the he was the 22nd overall pick in the 2010 NFL Draft. He played for the Denver Broncos from 2010 to 2018, received a Super Bowl win. He's a four-time Pro Bowler, a second-team All-Pro, and he also played for the Houston Texans, the New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. He retired in 2019, but he had 9,763 career receiving yards and 63 touchdowns. So this was a big player, and he was a legend at Georgia Tech. He played He played under Chan Gailey that first season in 2006, but then he thrived in Paul Johnson's triple option in the 2008 and the 2009 season. I remember when Paul Johnson came in, and he was on that 2009 team that had Josh Nesbitt, their, who was their quarterback. That 2009 team, say what you want, they went to the Orange Bowl. Demarius uh, Thomas didn't play in the game, but Georgia Tech won the ACC and went to the Orange Bowl that year. That was a very special year for Georgia Tech. And Demarius Thomas was part of that team. Part of that team that went 10-3 and and 7-1 and in the ACC were ACC champions. And their final ranking in the coaches poll and the AP poll was number 13. I remember that season because I was, I was watching Georgia Tech football that entire season. And Demarius Thomas was a very focal part of that offense. Jonathan Dwyer was the running back. I think Roddy Jones was also. They, they had a they had a um, a depth of running back. But Demarius Thomas, he'll be missed. I just I wanted to honor him on this show because he is a local kid from the state of Georgia. The state playoff games in Georgia. The Carver Tigers are in the state championship against Benedictine for the first time since 2007, and they're going to be playing up at Center Park Stadium at 3:30 home of Georgia State University. And this Carver Tigers team has been special all year. They bring their 12-1 overall regular season, 7-0 in league play. After losing a very close game to Lee County, 25-22, to open the season, then they took on their big rival, Spencer, and beat them in the Heritage Classic, 34-8. After that, they went to Columbia, South Carolina, After that, they played Spring Valley out of Columbia, South Carolina in the Cam Newton Classic. And then after that, they went on a tear. Convincing wins over Kendrick and Shaw, 44-0, and 41-7 to Shaw. And then they played a much closer game against the LaGrange Grangers. That was the other playoff team in the region. But their most impressive win was a 36-0 win over Troop County. The defense stepped up, and they stopped Troop County on the road at Callaway Stadium. Put up 60 against Columbus. They had no problem against Hardaway. And to start the playoffs off, a 22-7 win over West Lawrence and then a very convincing win over Heritage Christian, 52-15. A very close win in the quarterfinals against Doherty, 16-14. And then after down 14-0 against Cedartown, coming back and winning the ballgame, 22-21, 
to reach the state title against Benedictine, the all-boys military academy school out of Savannah, 12-2 on the season. And so Carver is trying to win a state title. Carver's had some great players come out of the school to include former NFL running back Isaiah Crowell, who played for the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets, and former Georgia linebacker that was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, Jarvis Jones. If Carver wins a state title, they will be remembered in Columbus history and will probably be stamped in the Chattahoochee Valley Hall of Fame. I love that place. It's right next to the Civic Center. They have all the famous sporting athletes that came out of Columbus. You have the Northern out of the Columbus Little League that won the Little League World Series in 2006. And so Carver's had a great season. Good luck to the Carver Tigers. I'm hoping that they have a good season. All right. Got a doubleheader tonight. Columbus taking on the Beanhamton Black Bears in a two-game series at the Civic Center. Columbus is currently in fourth place, and Binghamton is currently in third place. So this is a very important series for the Columbus River Dragons as they have a two-game series at the Civic Center. And now it's time for my NFL picks. The Baltimore Ravens will travel to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are favored by two and a half. This is the second time in three weeks that the Ravens had played the Browns. This division is wide open, but Baltimore, one of the top teams in the AFC, they capitalized on a lot of mistakes that the Browns were making. I'm not 100% sure Baker Mayfield is healthy. I think the Browns are playing at home. They should get the victory here. I'm going to say the Browns are going to win this game against Baltimore. Moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have struggled badly the last couple of games, getting drubbed by the Rams, losing a close one to the Falcons, and before that getting drubbed by the 49ers. They're taking on a Titans team, trying to get back on track after losing to the New England Patriots. They had a bye, trying to get healthy. Ryan Tannehill. And he gets some of his weapons back. Will A.J. Brown and Julio Jones be back in the lineup? Julio Jones is on injury reserve. A.J. Brown more likely should be back. And the Titans should win this game because, don't look now, but the Indianapolis Colts are right behind them in that division. You got the Los Angeles, you got the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are the hottest team in football. They are rolling after beating the Broncos Sunday night. They're favored by nine and a half. The Raiders just can't seem to catch a break against the Kansas City Chiefs. They are in a downfall. One thing I like about Patrick Mahomes is he has stepped up as of late, and he has helped his cause with that defense. That's what's impressive about the Kansas City Chiefs is their defense. And Chris Jones returning to the starting lineup. I mean, Sorson even got a pick six against the Broncos. And I think the Chiefs get the victory here. The New Orleans Saints, they have lost four straight games after the Thursday night debacle where Taysom Hill throws three interceptions. They have lost five straight games after the debacle from Taysom Hill where he throws four interceptions. They take on the New York Jets playing on the road. They're playing the Jets at home. This seemed like a good game where the Saints can get back on track. Pay attention to the fact that it is in New York. New York is going to play hard for their coach, Robert Salah. 
I know their defense is not all that great, but this could be a game, a trap game. New Orleans is trying to fight for their playoff lives. I see the Jets beating the Saints right here in this position because the Saints are just not that good this year. I mean, regardless of who their quarterback is, Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon, not going to matter. Alvin Kamara, is he back? Well, Mark Ingram's out. So hopefully, for the Saints' sake, that they get the win. The Dallas Cowboys taking on the Washington football team. The Cowboys have lost three of their last five games after having a hot start. Taking on a Washington football team that right now is in the playoffs after winning four straight games, including a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Taylor Heineke is actually a good enough quarterback to get the job done for the Washington football team. It is in Washington. Cowboys are favored by four and a half. Cowboys need to get this win. But I see Washington getting the win as well and staking their case even for the division. That's something to think about. And I actually am looking forward to these football games this week in the NFL Week 14. Of course, I talked a little bit on the show yesterday, the Atlanta Falcons 5-7 and seven, taking on the Carolina Panthers, who are also 5-7. and seven. Pretty much the injury report, Atlanta will have Cordell Patterson back. Hayden Hurst has gone on to the injured reserve list. I actually think that the Atlanta Falcons just need to take advantage of the turmoil that the Panthers have suffered with the firing of Joe Brady. It's not even Cam Newton was benched. You got P.J. Walker. You got Sam Darnold that might be back. Sam Darnold's on injured reserve. Cam Newton got benched. So the Falcons need to take advantage of this, and they cannot allow P.J. Walker to beat them. Who knows? Cam Newton might come back because he always does very well against the Falcons. One thing that Matt Ryan has got to do, the Falcons got to stop settling for field goals. Matt Ryan has got to move the ball down the field, use the running game that worked in the first half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. What happened to the running game? Give the ball to Cordell Patterson. Give the ball to Mike Davis. Allow the Atlanta Falcons to do play action. And Matt Ryan use his weapons. Cordell Patterson on the outside and Kyle Pitts, a talented rookie tight end. The Falcons should get the victory here. Although, I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers win the game as well. The Seattle Seahawks, they are fighting for their playoff lives. They had a very big game last week against the San Francisco 49ers. And Russell Wilson back to his old self. This is a perfect opportunity for the Seahawks to take advantage of a very bad Houston Texans team. And Seattle is favored by 8.5 for a reason. And I think Seattle doesn't blow the Texans out. But Russell Wilson does just enough to get the victory. You know how every Seahawks game goes. They start off slow. They may even get down. But then Russell Wilson in the fourth quarter breaks out the magic hat, and he performs magic like he always does. Moving on to the Denver Broncos taking on the Detroit Lions. You know, the Lions are really confident after getting that first victory last week against the Minnesota Vikings. And the Broncos don't look so good after losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Vic Fangio's on the hot seat. He's trying to get the quarterback situation right. The Broncos do have a pretty good defense. And Jared Goff, 
is building up confidence. The Lions play hard. I see the Lions giving the Broncos a good game, but the Broncos are just too much. Too much defense here. They're gonna pound it. They're gonna pound it with Javante Williams, who's been a surprising running back for the Broncos. All right, you got the New York Giants taking on the Los Angeles Chargers right now. If the season ended, the Los Angeles Chargers would be a playoff team in the AFC. The Giants have been struggling. Jake Fromm, former Georgia quarterback, is going to get his first NFL start. I'm, I'm happy for the guy. I was a big Jake Fromm fan when he played for Georgia, but that is too much to ask for the rookie. That's too much to ask for an unproven starting quarterback in this league who just signed with the Giants. The Giants already fired their offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett. Joe Judge is on the hot seat this year. Dave Gettleman, the GM, he's also on the hot seat. The Giants have a lot of holes in their offense and defense. And I think the Chargers get the victory here with Justin Herbert having a bounce-back game. The Chargers are actually a pretty good team. They just are very topsy-turvy. And Justin Herbert sometimes will have a good game. Then they'll lose to the Broncos, but then they'll come back and they beat the Bengals. The Chargers have not posted back-to-back wins since they beat the Chiefs, Raiders, and Browns to go on a three-game winning streak. So hopefully they get the victory here because then they take on the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night. A quick turnaround for the Los Angeles Chargers. The San Francisco 49ers are taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The 49ers are favored by one and a half. The 49ers are going to get Debo Samuel back. I'm really excited about that. Fred Warner should also be back. But the Niners are going to be without Emmanuel Mosley. Joe Burrow could take advantage of that and pass it to Jamar Chase. A good weapon. But I really think this Bengals team is smoke and mirrors. Joe Burrow does some good things. But that offensive line is going to have their hands full with the D-line from the 49ers. And the 49ers actually play very well on the road. I think the Niners do get the victory here. And they solidify their playoff position in the NFC. The CBS game of the week is the Buffalo Bills taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, I feel bad for Buffalo because Josh Allen having to take on Bill Belichick in the Patriots one week. And then they got to turn around and take on Tom Brady. That's not really fair. And right now, the Buffalo Bills are on the outside of the playoffs. The Buccaneers trying to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And they are playing at home. I know the Bills have a very talented defense. But it's a battle of two quarterbacks that can make plays, Josh Allen and Tom Brady. And I think Tampa Bay gets the victory here. It's one of those games. It's down in Florida. Buffalo just got done with a blizzard game. And I think that Tampa Bay makes the adjustments to win the game. The Chicago Bears and the lowly Bears with Matt Nagy on the hot seat. And Justin Fields is back from injury, taking on Aaron Rodgers. And this is absolutely a mismatch. Their best pass rusher, Khalil Mack, is out for the season. And the Green Bay Packers playing on Sunday night, playing at home, playing for home field advantage. And Aaron Rodgers is playing better than ever. I see the Packers winning because they own the Bears. The Monday night game is a very intriguing one. The battle of the two top teams in the NFC West. The Los Angeles Rams, who did win against the Jacksonville Jaguars after losing three straight, taking on the Arizona Cardinals with the best record in all of football at 10-2. I think the Cardinals win this game because 
Arizona's on a mission to try to get that number one seed, to try to get the bye, and to prove all the critics wrong that they are the best team in the NFL. I need to get with the program because last night they had the Sports Visions Sports Banquet and Nick Saban was a guest speaker and a plethora of who's who in the media community in Columbus was there covering it. And if I'm going to be in the media in Columbus, I need to know about this type of stuff. So, yeah, I would have loved to have got a ticket. But hopefully I start getting more involved. And as I take this show forward, I would actually like to get more guests on the show. So I do have a special announcement on the show that on Wednesday... December the 15th, I will have my special National Signing Day show. And then the following Wednesday on December the 22nd, I will have guest Ronnie Pierre-Paul as we will talk basketball. And then on the 29th of December, I will have my 2021 Year in Review show. So my Wednesday shows are going to be my special shows. And then the remaining shows, we'll just talk about what's going on in sports. Mainly going to cover high school basketball. And I'm going to preview all the bowl games. So when we get into bowl season, I'll talk about all the bowl games. So looking forward to that. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. That's all the time I have on the show. And I do want to thank everybody. So everybody have a great weekend. And I will talk to you Monday. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.